You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 108. We're talking to Manny Matos from Subsplash about mobile apps. Yes, mobile apps. Megan, how do you feel about church apps? I hate them. Why do you hate church apps? <laughs> Wow, that was a strong feeling you have it's there, very, Megan. It's very strong. I'm just kidding. I don't hate church apps. I just, are you really wanting me? Yes. I just didn't, I wasn't a fan of them. I fought hard for our church to not have one. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, are they feel that way. Um, and some are kind of going like, I don't get why the animosity, you know, I think that because that discussion happens a lot, right? Yeah. Um, and that's why I wanted to bring on our guest today to talk about Subsplash. I know we talk about apps a lot. Um, we don't really get into the nitty gritty of what apps can do. Um, our church had an app. I actually, I'm kind of a fan, um, but I'm not a fan of an app for everyone. And that's one of the things Manny does say in here. Uh, my guest is Manny Matos and, uh, you know, he, he's a client rep at Subsplash and Subsplash does a lot of different things. We're going to hear about all those things. And so if you are, um, you, you're thinking about an app, this, this will be a good episode for you. And I think even if you're not thinking about an app, if you're de- like vehemently opposed to apps, even Whoa. it's still a really good listen. Ve- vehemently. Don't judge. What? I feel judged. I feel, so, I feel judged. Do you have word of the day toilet paper now? Is that, <laughs> Is that where that I wish I did. If that is that a thing? Can I buy that? According to friends, that's a thing. I, I want I think it is. that. Although yeah. I well, okay, that's too that's TMI. That's going <laughs> down a road of TMI. Anyway, I'm just saying, if you're even if you're opposed to apps, this is a really good conversation to listen to, to understand the other side, to know for real, for real, yeah. if it really would apply, if it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's aspects of subsplash I had no idea about. Yeah. That makes me kind of rethink, well, maybe if we use, utilize those pieces, it yeah. might make a little bit more sense, but. And that's what you're going to hear a lot of is you got to know what to do with it and you got to have a plan for it. And you're going to yeah. hear a lot of ideas on what that could be that uh, you may not have thought about. So um, I'm excited about this conversation with Manny. Manny is a great dude. Uh, he actually handled our, our um, um, what's it called? Our, uh, we were his client at uh when i was at hope so um subflash came down and they dealt with our uh, account they dealt with our account that's what it is there it is I, i'm found getting, it i'm getting businessy maybe so, you need that toilet paper yeah maybe so they were our <laughs> words like account <laughs> 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 yeah i need the the kind that they sell at dollar general word of the day <laughs> this so, is a book wow i just insulted a lot of people awesome Heck good start did. So anyway, this conversation is really great. I can't wait to get to it. Um, and so let's let's just get to the conversation. Here's a great conversation I had with Manny Matos. Well, hey, everybody. Today, my guest is Manny Matos. He is from Subsplash, and uh, Subsplash is an app provider, a lot of digital solutions provider. Um, he is a client success manager there. He helps clients leverage tools they offer. He lives in D.C., 
and yep. works for Subsplash remotely. Dude's been working with the church since high school, uh, <laughs> you know, in worship and lots of other, other ways. But now yeah. is at Subsplash helping clients connect with their platform and reach yep. their people. So, hey, man, mm-hmm. thanks for being yeah. on the show. Man, thank you for having me, man. I'm excited uh, to get to, uh, to finally be on the show. Yeah, I, I'm just glad yeah. to be able to have somebody from an app provider, from Subsplash yeah. itself. And you guys are like <laughs> the biggest app provider out there for churches, right? Yeah, I mean, it seems that way. Seems yeah. that way. I mean, I um, think so. It's like it's a great plat. The church app platform is, yeah. is the basis, right? Yep. Yep. Tell, yep. Us bit, so, t- tell us a little bit about that. What is what is that like? Yeah. So um, yeah. So so like like you, like you mentioned, I'm I'm working remote now in, from from DC. But the last four years, I was in Seattle, and it's just been cool to to yeah. be able to see the company grow. We've been growing a lot, and part of me being here uh, is being able to support some of our East coast clients as well. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so splash is growing. We, you know, we, we started off as an app company, uh, in 2009, we launched the brand, uh, the first ever church app, right? So Steve jobs launches the iPhone, the app store goes in roar. And, uh, you know, back in 2009, Tim Turner created the first ever, um, church app. And so, uh, from there we've really developed, a lot more to the platform and I'm yeah. sure we'll dive into some more of that. But um, yeah, we started off with church, with church apps and now we provide kind of like a, a total engagement platform is just what we're really building towards is what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. You guys have yeah. evolved quite a bit. And I know things, other apps and, and uh, companies are doing the same thing. I think of MailChimp yeah. doing the same kind of thing. Right. You know, MailChimp yeah. was an email provider and now it's like a full blown CRM marketing platform, kind of like a HubSpot right. or yeah. something like that. And uh, it's cool to see when things grow and it uh-huh. evolves. So we'll get to, well, I want to talk about that in a second. First time we ever met, yep. you, you guys came down from Seattle and yep. talked with us at our, because mm-hmm. um, the church I was at, at Hope, um, uh-huh. we used your platform. We used yes. the app yep. um, and it was a huge success for us. And you guys came down, we talked through like giving and we talked through all those different options that you guys offer. And uh, you guys took it to some good barbecue. That was pretty yes. awesome. Yes. <laughs> I actually remember that. I, I, every time I think of Frisco, Texas now, oh, I think of the brisket. And I remember I was waiting in line. And I think it was right across the Dallas Cowboys training facility. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that little area there. Right. And so I was like, dang, like they're trying to like totally give us the whole tech, you know, the whole Cowboys <laughs> thing. here. And so I'm over here with the Seahawks jersey on. No, I'm kidding. I didn't. <laughs> but, uh, but I went to go order the food and I remember I asked, uh, another person who was with us. I was like, man, I don't know if I want to go for like the medium or the large. So I went for like the large serving, man, there was so much brisket on my plate. Yeah. I was like, this you're might be an entire cow. I was like, I was so full. Man, so I was like Texas. eating in our, in our meeting. I was eating the whole time. Like I was just, I had to eat the whole thing. I so. was too. I was like, you guys discuss, I'll just nod <laughs> along. As I, was I don't even remember what, what was that place even called. I don't even remember. Um, oh, it, but it was, remember. but it was right there near the Frisco Star. It was like yeah. uh, right across from the practice facility, and uh, which is a really cool area in Frisco. Yeah. And um, you know they, it's like sometimes it's like hipster venues right, right, and things right. down there, but it's really uh-huh. nice stuff. It's really good. Yeah. So we talk about barbecue yeah. a lot on this podcast. I've just realized <laughs> that because people come in and they're like, "Hey, take us to." A place to eat and i'm like let's hang out and i'm like cool what do you want and they're all the, they're all like barbecue, barbecue. yeah <laughs> it's like okay it's good dude i'm serious like i hardly ever eat barbecue unless somebody comes to town <laughs> and that's what's crazy yeah. it's like we have yeah. so much of it but anyway yeah, yeah it was good to meet all you guys and to hear kind of what subsplash is about mm-hmm. and just it's man i'll tell you my impression of subsplash just all the way around was that these are people that are really trying to connect 
churches to their people with yeah. their solutions. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. really the heart of it. It's like not yeah. about just selling a platform. It's not about right. just making the buck. It's, it's really yeah. a down to earth kind of, kind of cool mm-hmm. atmosphere that you guys have. In your, yeah. In your yeah. And, and it's been, for me, it's been great too, you know, cause I haven't been here since 2009. I, I joined the team, you know, uh, not, not back then, but it's been, yeah. it's been really fun for me to, to it really drew me to this culture was this, this humble posture that, okay, we want to help churches leverage technology. Yeah. And one of the things that I've learned a lot by being here is that we take that very seriously. We're like, if who, if we're not innovating for churches, who is, and, right. and who is doing it in the, in the space that we're doing it. And so for us, like we take that very seriously. Well, um, a lot of people don't know the meaning behind the name. You mind if I go into that? No, I'd love to. So, yeah. So, so sub splash is actually, it's, it's, you know, sub is from that word, meaning humility is where we get that from. So submitting ourselves to God and then okay. splash being a splash of creativity or making waves is, as oh, we like cool. to call it. Like how do we submit ourselves to the Lord and then allow for creativity and, and opportunities for us to really innovate um, is really at the core of what we do. And so that's where you get the name sub splash. Uh, that, and yep. That's, that's, that's what we do. interesting. I don't know if that, that may not be on any podcast anywhere. That's <laughs> exclusive scoop for exclusive, us. Exclusive. <laughs> if you didn't know yep. that. Yep, I did yep. not know that. That's cool. That's, that's yep. really good. So mm-hmm. ta- let's talk about Subsplash, some of the things you guys are, are offering. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's an, it, it's, it's like a place to put your messages. That's what everyone right. thinks of about when, when <laughs> they think about an app. You know, but yeah. what, do you, what all are you guys doing right now mm-hmm. that, uh, can, that churches can, can utilize? Yeah. So I think... I think it's interesting to know kind of like what are like the four, like what are, the, what are some of the main products that we offer? And then there's also things that we call microservices, right? So if you look at the app, for example, the app would be one of the products that we offer, a platform that we offer, but there's a lot of microservices in that, you know, like mm-hmm. being able to send notifications to specific people, being able to send, uh, being able to start up, you know, being able to have messaging in the app. We can talk about that too as well. But so there's different microservices that are within the app platform, right? Right. And then we have other main products that we have on our, on our slate as well. So from apps all the way to, you know, online giving, uh, which is something that we're also doing as well as websites. And then I also like to mention um, media as its own product, because we really focused on how do we help you maximize your media to your church? Like, yeah. You know, how does your pastor spending maybe 60 to 70% of him or her time creating a message? How do we optimize that, that use, you know, yeah. to deploy your media where it needs to, you know? And so, right. um, so really I, I would say media websites app, and then giving is kind of what's your big four really what we do, but there's a lot of microservices underneath those. Right. And I, and as a, our church, we used most of those. Right. Um, you know, we, we were definitely heavy in the media department as well. Right. And many churches look for, at that first and they're like, how yep. can I, how can we deliver media content easily to our people? There's YouTube. We do that. You know, there's yep. hosting it on your website that you can do that on Vimeo and there's a yep. lot of steps, but what we did that we loved because your, mm-hmm. your media player is so smooth and so yep. good is, is that we just uploaded media to the app platform, the back end. And then we used one of your, uh, your code, your, your, um, I forget, embed uh, code. Embed code. Yeah. Yeah. We used your embed code to make our entire media page. Mm. And so at the top we had an embed code for most recent media item. 
Mm-hmm. So whatever we uploaded most recently as a sermon, which automatically be the first at the top, right. the kind of hero image. Yep. And then the library was under it for all of it. And it's like, I didn't have to code any of that. I didn't have to make any of those pages. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to go host and then link to it on Vimeo. It was just like upload it and, and it's there. And yeah. it was so much easier and time saving <laughs> to That's do great. that because now it's in our app and it's on our website exactly. in places where people want to get it in a way they can get it really easily. So the media mm-hmm. thing, I think you guys just really have an incredible process there for that. That makes yeah. that just really good. Yeah. And you know, Seth, like, so part of my role is I, I speak to, to different churches and, you know, speaking with, with hope and some of the other clients that we serve, yeah. you know, I hear this whole buzzword about, consolidating and all these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that consolidation is important, but I think really what churches are looking for deeper than that is how do I streamline my workflow? How do I, how do I make my time more efficient? Right. We didn't get into ministry to spend more time in front of a computer. We got into ministry to be with people. And so Subsplash is focused and we know that some of our churches don't have three staff members on their communications team. Right. So how they might have one, that does multiple things. And so the majority of it is that way. And so the tools like our embeds allow you to streamline that workflow where you don't have to worry, man, did I remember to upload my website on the web, on the app, on the web, you know, we can connect that together. And back to, you know, what we were talking about, like, you know, Subsplash, we also want to be open. Like if you want to use a different website provider, you can, like, for example, Mm -hmm. Hope, you guys were using, I believe it was WordPress, right? Yeah. We were on Divi with WordPress. Right. So if you want to use WordPress, we still connect with those tools. Now, if you want to use Snap Pages, which is our web builder, there's some further integrations with that. That yeah. Well, talk about, talk about talk about Snap Pages because I think that's the one that that we don't hear enough about. Like, what is yeah. Snap Pages? How does that work? What is it really for? Yeah. Uh, kind of walk us through that little that piece of it. Yeah. So let me kind of give you some backstory. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So Snap Pages is actually um, a product that was created by a local pastor in Austin, Texas. No. Way. Uh, and so another it? Texas, uh, Stephen Testone. I'm not sure if you know who Stephen Testone is. What church is he at? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. Maybe he's actually a church planner. Okay. So I don't remember the name of his church right now. He has okay. a coffee shop in Austin too that is like a church as well. Oh, Anyways, oh, nice. really, really, really awesome guy. He's very smart. And he ended, up building, he, ended up build, he ended up building Snap Pages. Primarily, he was thinking, how do I create a website builder for churches and for pastors? Yeah. And so... Um, you know, he, he created the first iteration of that, the iteration that is now on Subsplash is a, an improved version of that. And Steven is actually a part of our team now. So Steven is oh, part cool. of the Subsplash family. Uh, he actually wor- works on our product team. Um, and we have a, a, an office in Austin as well, where him and some of our Austin folks are there. But anyway, Snap Pages um, is really the ability for, you know, churches and ministries to be able to build their own custom website in a way that is simple and easy for them to do that. And so, um, you know, you know, back back in the day, people would have to spend thousands of dollars to be able to pay somebody to code a website for them. Yes. But as technology began to advance, people can start, you know, plugging in pieces, their different pieces together. And so Snappages is kind of that that full website builder ability for you to be able to, to do that and be able to build your own custom website. So it's it's pretty it's a pretty slick, slick tool. That's cool. And is there a focus on the on Snappages Builder to be more mobile? Is that kind of yes. one of the strengths yeah. of that? Yeah. I, I, I feel like I heard that somewhere and yeah. I, just, I didn't know. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. And so through the builder, you're able to kind of like preview what it would look, you know, how it would format to a mobile device or a tablet and very kind of thinking through mobile first. And I think you and I have talked about that in the past of 
we have to think mobile first when it comes to church engagement. Yeah. If you're not thinking mobile first, you're 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 behind. And so being able to to build a site that is react that is dynamic and be able to change mobily is extremely important. And Snappages offers that, yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things I know that even when I'm building websites, I'm building it on my laptop. So I'm looking at the desktop version. Mm-hmm. I'm going, oh, that looks nice. And I get really into that. Yes. Get that. Okay. Yep. Hold up. View this in mobile. And there's really not a ton of great ways to do that, but right. I always have to like shrink my screen. So it'll, right. it'll scale just to see. And sometimes that's not even an accurate representation. Yeah. So True. being able to build it in a, in a very mobile friendly environment with your builder right. is really one of the strengths I think of snap pages. That's pretty For helpful. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and pretty affordable too. I mean, you guys yeah. always make, mm-hmm. make everything so affordable for churches because yeah. we know churches don't want to pay for anything. Right. Or something. Yeah. Uh, totally. we're, we're just like beggars on the street, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think there's, you know, on, on the conversation with snap pages and, and subsplash, you know, I think when, when you're able to, combine that together and consolidate if that's the route you want to go there are some yeah. advantages there in regards to certain yeah. components that are being integrated so it, there are some pros and cons to it and let's talk real quick about like reading plans the bible's in there um yeah and, you know you've got you've got fill in notes as a thing right. we use fill in notes a lot and that was yeah they got, it's a, it's kind of outside of like i think it has its own like dashboard or something yep, yep. from you can get to it from the subsplash da- dashboard right. and open up a new dashboard and it uses Markdown to, exactly. to create all those things. And it's yeah. uh, pretty basic, you know, Markdown. That way everyone can kind of have one way of learning it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk, talk about some of that stuff. Like what are, those are more your microservices kind of things that, exactly. that really enhance the app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I think when when we when we when we go out and we are thinking through what products we want to build out and microservices we want to build out, we're thinking through what we like to refer to as the discipleship journey. And so when we look at this, kind of goes into why even an app is important. Like we think that the app aids in the discipleship journey of the members of your church. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, we have the ability. One of our microservices is to have a custom reading plan uh, and a Bible within your app. Now mm-hmm. we know that the majority of people that go to your church have mobile devices on them and yeah. we know that they're walking in with them and they're walking out with them. So how do we leverage that? And so people grow in their relationship, hopefully Monday through Friday, you know, with Christ. Right. And so being able to p- p- provide an option within your app where people can now read the same reading plan that the entire church is reading, being able to, you know, have the Bible on that device is a mm-hmm. part of that discipleship journey uh, for them. Right. Now, the second part of your question was the fill in notes, right? So, Part of app engagement is how do we bring recurring value? Like how yeah. do we, you know, the, the goal is how do we bring people back and how do we, how are we able to maximize our screen time with the end user? And so being able to have an option, hey, like on a Sunday morning, your pastor can say, hey, we're continuing our series on love. We're glad, we're glad that you're here. You know, you can actually take notes on our, on our mobile device and uh, on our app. You can go ahead and yeah. download that. And then boom, go right into it. And now people are rem- relaunching the app, they're engaged, they probably see the bulletin and the other things that are a part of your church at that point. Um, So it just kind of like, again, back to the discipleship journey, we look at it, not necessarily linear, because people don't typically follow a line like that, almost kind of circular, where it's like, they might be coming to you for different reasons, but ultimately, we want them to come to your platform to engage in that way. And so that that's kind of the way we we approach that. And you've got to, and one of the things that helps with that thing you just mentioned, like, hey, download our app. Well, yeah, the app store searching 
complicated. <laughs> so you oh, guys provided, yeah, you provide a really great uh, embed code that you can have, like it, it does all that for you. So basically we had like hopefellowship.net slash app and we yep. redirected to a page that, well, it was, a, which was a page that just dropped this embed code that yeah. laid out a really nice looking page for TV app links, Spotify yep. links and, or it was Google, Google play and, and app store. Um, yep. and just kind of all the places you can get it, whether it's Roku or Apple, I think it's Roku, Apple TV. Yeah. Roku um, and Apple TV, yeah. Yeah. All those different places are, and it's laid out really nice. It gives mm -hmm. a great preview and I didn't have to code a thing. <laughs> like I did. literally copied that and pasted it and our page was done. And I was like, and, this look, and it looks awesome. And I was like, that's yeah. just one of the great things about the embed code. So yeah. directing people, go get our app. Just make a right. page that says your website slash app and yes. put that embed code and tell people to go there. And it's yeah. super easy to find. Yeah. The other thing with that is, it's funny when I talk to, to some of our churches, especially those that are launching a new app, right? They're, they're wanting to get the word out there. Yeah. I always tell them, never say, go download our app in the app store. Especially yeah. if your church is First Baptist Church, because there's right, like right. a hundred <laughs> other First Baptist churches out there. So I always say, like, don't even say the word, go to the app store. Like those that want to figure that out will probably do that anyways. That's okay. Right. Just direct people to your website. Make a web and, page. Yeah. yeah. Super and here's easy. the thing. One of the things as a challenge, and I get this a lot, is what about people that are older in our congregation and don't know how to use mobile devices. Like, so honestly, if you say, Hey, go, go to the Apple store and download the app. They legitimately might drive down to the local mall <laughs> and oh, drive wow. to the Apple store <laughs> and wow. try to get your app. Like that could potentially happen, right? Like that's not far, that's not far stretch. So if you, as you're making those announcements or leveraging technology in your church, you know, making sure like this is a tool that we offer, but however you deploy technology at your church, make sure that the how, is extremely easy, like right. very simple. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I think people miss that part. They get so excited about this, their communication strategy. And then they're, they just don't even think about the how and people get lost on that. And so, um, yeah. So, well, that is a great segue into the next question that I have for you is okay. let's, let's address the elephant in the room a little okay. bit. Okay. Yep. Um, a lot of communicators or gurus or types will be out there and saying, don't get a church app. If you uh -huh. have a mobile friendly, mobile responsive website, you don't need a church app. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at Hope, we used an app. We have 21,000 yep. downloads. It was Incredible. very successful. Yeah. Used constantly. I can tell you a lot of re the reasons why I think that was or why we did that. But first, yeah. I want to really hear what you guys say to that question. How do you respond when people say you could have a mobile app, don't need an app? What's your yeah. answer as a company? Is it, you know, just you in general? What do you say? Yeah. You know, Seth, I think that's a good question. And I, I don't typically respond to that kind of question. Like, yes, you do. Or no, you don't. You know, I yeah. think every church is different. Every context is different. And, you know, our heart as subspecies, especially in our consulting team, our CSM team is to, to, to lead with questions and be curious, you know, be mm -hmm. able to ask, okay, well, why do you feel that is the case, you know, or, you know, how are you currently engaging people through your mobile device? The reality is, Seth, we talked about this earlier, you have to have a plan for mobile. Yeah. Like you absolutely need to have a strategy for that. And so what we often see is that as, you know, the church gets, as, as the world gets more mobile and people in your church are on their devices, they're using their devices in specific ways, right? And so yeah. this is why we believe that search engine optimization is so important because people are searching on Google, they're searching on these different search platforms 
four things. Now, this is why we we typically consult that your website needs to be geared towards people that are looking for a church in your community, right? Mm -hmm. So people are, if you're in Frisco and you're looking for a church, Hope Fellowship, you better make sure that your homepage is quick and easy location. Being able to almost kind of like the new front door of your church, right? People aren't just going to end up there. And I also think um, social media kind of plays into that as well. Mm -hmm. Like I think Instagram's kind of becoming more of a marketing platform for churches and businesses as well. Um, Well, it's kind of like they say, if if you don't exist on the first page of Google, you don't exist. Right. Right? Yeah. And even that's, that could be even that. And even that's kind of changing a little Mm -hmm. bit too. Like making sure the goal is, as technology is adopting and changing, how are we getting relevant information to the right people, right? right. And so, so that's how I approach that question that you asked is like, okay, well, then let's talk through that. And then most of the time people would say, my website does X, Y, Z, but then they're also trying to do too much with, with their website and they're not really meeting specific needs. And so mm-hmm. that's where I think yeah. the app plays a critical role. Like, for example, I think the app should be designed more towards those people they call your church home, right? Those people that yeah. go to Hope, Hope or, or whatever church down the road and that they are already in a part of this community. They're already in a small group. You know, they're already there. Yeah. Um, this is the tool for them. Like, hey, how do I sign up my kid for, you know, the next VBS? Go to the app. Hey, how do I find out more information about the different events that are happening at Christmas? Go to the yep. like yep. almost kind of like a hub, if you will. And back yeah. to our discipleship journey conversation, like ultimately you want to bring people to your environment just like mm-hmm. people walk into your church on a Sunday, how do you bring them to a virtual church in essence? How do you bring them to a place where you're aiding in that discipleship journey? We believe at Subsplash that the app and the products that we provide help with that. Um, and and, if, and the website does have value, but there's they're for different things, right? So that, yes. that's kind of how I approach that question. And you said it right there. They're for different things. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of us don't ever get to that truth when we have a website and an app conversation. Um, I believe that, you know, and I'll just tell you a little bit about how I think we really did well with our app and we really got a lot of value. Um, But we, we basically implemented what you're talking about. And from day one, we got in, we're like, why are we doing this app? Who's it for? And we immediately determined this is for our people that are already involved Mm -hmm. here. So it was kind of like on the website, we were like, yeah, front facing pages are for being found in Google. Like we want to be optimizing our website, getting that to where it's reaching people that are looking for us or need information, you know, even that are not quite connected. Because even we have some pages that are really for our people there too. And, you know, that are deeper pages. But if if you're here, you know where those pages are. You know how to work on the website. We don't have to work real hard on those. But we make Mm -hmm. some of our website for people who go here. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's almost like a, a one level deeper connection that you've gone and downloaded an app and you're connecting with us there because Mm -hmm. that, and and the way we first talked about it was like, it's for our people and it is a companion to the weekend because that was the lowest hanging fruit with all the media options, easiest. I love that. So we're like, Hey, we'll, we'll bring in other stuff in a second, but let's really do that well. And so we're like, website is to be found new people app is for our people who have been found and are here to connect and have so we did a folder in the in there called i'm here and everything that was for the weekend like fill in notes links to message uh your connect card our prayer requests i love that um if we had an event we put stuff in there like our men's conference women's conference here's all the notes for this stuff it's all in that one folder and then we had other folders too on the front like you know events and web you know stuff like going on um 
So we made sure that we were doing that part really well. And our people loved that because it yeah. was a, and we even build it like get the app and get the most out of the weekends at hope. That's what mm. kind of what we said. That's great. I like and, that. Right. And so we were like, okay, this is working. Later on, we started to go, how can we increase discipleship with people through our app during the week? Because we had so many downloads, it was so successful. And even if we made web pages that we would link out from the app and make it look like it was in the app, we, right. we still had all these different options to have a hub where you can go get all of that. Right. And, and that was super helpful just to be able to say, like you said earlier, um, how do I sign up for this thing? Or where do I get this reading plan? Go to the app. Yeah. And it's right. all right there. And when you open the app, it's like, it's not complicated to use. Yeah. We made it purposely simple so that our people can get the most out of it. And we started involving, um, you know, our events or more robust events planning and scheduling and it's all kinds of stuff we added to the resources yeah. tab. So we started getting like, here's where you get our podcasts. Here's where you get uh, the stuff we'd usually hand out. You know, you know, kids ministry gives like a thousand things as parents are leaving. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. we're like, Hey, let's stop killing trees. Let's stop burning down forest and let's just put it in the app right. and tell them to go there. And so we started doing that and people got used to that really quick. We do yeah. surveys in there and find out information. I mean, it's just a great place to drop all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and I think the goal, you know, what, what's, what's important here, I think where people, where, where things start to get um, lost is when you don't have a vision for what you're really trying to do. Yes. And, you know, it, and, I, and it was different than the website. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a different vision. It's one, you have to know what, what this is, what this app is for. And then being have then being able to develop a strategy for that. Like for example, what I loved what you said was when we first launched it, this is an aid for you on the weekend, right? And so yeah. it's like help make hope your your weekends here better. And yeah. so that that brings that. And then ultimately you're gonna you're gonna people are gonna download it. They're gonna get used. They're gonna get familiar with your platform. And then now you can start rolling things out like right. Advent devotionals, right? Or mm -hmm. or twenty one days of prayer for for the first day. Yeah. First Month Dude, of January. I didn't tell you this. We actually did an interactive uh, walkthrough guide when we opened our building for really? people. Yeah. And it had like, uh, I don't know if, we, I don't think we got to the audio part. We were going to do like, hold it up to your ear audio tour kind of thing. So like cool. we could have done it. We just didn't have the time. Right. But right. we ended up doing an interactive map. We found this website that could do like an interactive PDF kind of deal. Yeah. And we hosted it in the app and we made uh -huh. it like, here's a grand opening folder. Yeah. Here's a map of the building because we had this big party and you're like, here's little things you could click that could show, you know, what this room's going to be used for, that kind of thing. So um, we did a, a Advent devotional that was mm -hmm. video based and we loaded yep. it all up in there. You know, we've done yeah. all kinds of stuff with it because it's super easy to go. You're here. Here's this cool thing we're doing. Just go to the right. app and we've made all this available for you. Yeah, and I actually was. Awesome. Sorry, you're saying? No, good. Well, I was actually just talking to a to a to a, a church earlier this week about you know as Christmas time is approaching, and they uh, they do this huge community outreach where they have like a live nativity scene and all these different things, and it's just really a huge draws a bunch of people from the community, and so they're planning on doing something similar to that where um, in the app it's going to have the the map of their their layout, and mm -hmm. each section is going to have a quick audio clip about that. So like the, like yeah. the live nativity scene, you can click and be That's on the great. app and hear like a, a narrator walk you through what's going on uh, or when they go to the next station. So that, I mean, the, the platform is so flexible. Yeah. Like, and I mean, you just you tell people use to, it. just tell yeah. people to bring headphones, you know, right. just bring exactly. your buds and yeah. you, and the audio is not a problem. Exactly. It's great.
Yeah, unless so, you have an Apple and then you got to figure out if it's an AirPod or which adapter you have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true. Yep, yep. Apple has made things so much easier. Yes. Uh, not at all. Um, <laughs> oh, man, but we love them. I love them. Yep. Uh, so anyway, you, you've got a lot of things that an app can do. And I yeah. think the ultimate takeaway here is that yeah, it may not be for everyone, but it yeah. definitely is a tool that can be powerful if you're using mm-hmm. it well you're using yeah. it properly mm-hmm. um so we talked through some strategy you've seen a lot of churches do you know use the app what are some things that you've seen that you're like man that that just worked that was a really great use of the app yeah that's a good question i think um you know, typically what we see be very successful is when there are specific initiatives driven through the app right yeah. and so what I mean, what I mean by that is, and and we're actually really excited about this now with the release of messaging, which I'll, mm-hmm. I want to get into as well. But yeah. um, what what's really interesting is that when, especially with you know in the beginning of the year, when people are thinking through new habits or new ways that they want to grow in their relationship with God, like the church t- t- typically has a lot of great resources for that, and we want to help resource with that. And so we see the best app engagement when you have an initiative based. Um, uh, prayer or reading plan that's going on where you can get the whole church in right. in on this. And what, what I get super excited about is that you're now discipling your church beyond Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like we have to flip the change our mindset that it's not just 60 minutes or however many minutes your service is. Like people need to be discipled when they walk out the door. Yeah. You know, we hear this whole thing about like, you know, what are we thinking from, from the street to the seat, but what's your plan when they leave? Like what's yeah. your plan from the seat? to the street, which I just made that up right now. That's but <laughs> how, how, how do we follow along that? Like, how do we really care for your disciples as they walk out your door? And right. initiatives help with that. And I think some of the churches we've seen have found great success with that. Um, and being able to, everything has to be translated on, on mobile and being able to do that through your app is, is a huge part of that. Yeah, that's, that's really great. I think yeah. that, uh, you know, this offers a lot of options for that. Well, we've yeah. talked a lot about, you know, what all the app is really good for and have not mentioned uh-huh. giving at all. We have not, you know, we have not. I mean, it's like, yep. it's like, I know there are other app providers that that's their lead thing. And it's like, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> giving cool. But right, right. the app can do so much more than that. And, yeah. and so we really, right. um, tell us really quick, just what is giving like on Subsplash? What kind of yeah. fees, things like that? How does it kind of work? Yeah. Well, you know, back back to what we started with is the discipleship journey. That is the reason why we we got into giving. It's like yeah. people come to your church for various reasons, right? And we believe that worship is a part of the discipleship journey, just as much as it is to sing, as, as much as it is, is for somebody to actually give their time or to give their money. And so we take that extremely seriously with a lot of reverence as well. And so uh, Subsplash Giving is, you know, we came into the industry really because we wanted to have a very transparent way for churches to be able to know what, what the cost was, to be honest, like, like for you to figure out what the fees were, you need to have like a MBA and a CPA and everybody needs to be involved to figure out what's actually happening. So we wanted to create a simple way on the back end, but really our focus was also on the front end. So, you know, people are, we're the only one in the industry right now that you're able to give in the app. And so Subsplash Giving is integrated into your mobile app uh, Mm -hmm. so that your donors can actually begin their journey giving on the device that they're doing their other discipleship things through, right? Yeah. Messaging their small group, you know, listening to the sermon, you know, and now they're able to respond in generosity by giving within the app. And so, yeah. uh, subspace so giving is, 
So you're, you're so, so you're saying that you're, for you guys that giving is part of the discipleship journey and therefore reflected in being integrated in the app because Correct. it is a discipleship yeah. app. Yeah. Because okay. our goal is holistic. Like our, right. our perspective is like, we're not a giving company. We're not an app company. We're, we're an engagement company that's helping churches think holistically through that. And yeah, our like products that. show that from websites to apps to giving, right? And so just like we remove barriers for worship on a Sunday morning, mm-hmm. how do we remove barriers for people to worship by giving on a Tuesday night when they're balancing their books, right? right? And so so Salesforce Giving, in, in a nutshell, allows people to be able to give on the website, text to give or app. Um, mm-hmm. We also have a kiosk option as well. Um, and so it's actually $0 a month. So it doesn't cost anything to use Subsplash Giving. It's actually included in the subscription if you're already a Subsplash uh, client. Um, So there's no monthly fee for it. There's no cancellation fee or setup fee for that. And then our rates are actually 2.3% plus a 30 cents per transaction for the cards. And then a 1% for for ACH. Now here's what's extremely exciting about Subsplash Giving and also our rates is we have a, a product that's called Grow Curve. And so when Tim, our founder decided, hey, we're gonna go and we're gonna do this. We wanted to make sure that we created a, an affordable platform, but we also wanted to make sure that when churches grew in their generosity, that we were able, able to give back. And so mm-hmm. Grow Curve, basically the way that it works is your rates begin at 2.3, but as your volume increases, your rates decrease. And so it can go down from 2.3 and all the way down. And so okay. year to date, this is pretty exciting, year to date, we've given, up, we've given back to the church over $600,000 year to date oh, based on awesome. processing costs. And that's from churches, you know, using subsidized giving and us being able to send that back to them when their giving is growing. And so it's been awesome. I mean, there's a lot of great things that like giving has been a huge priority for our team. And, uh, you know, we collaborate with a lot of other great companies out there, organizations out there in, in church management software. So it's been, it's been fun. It's been exciting, yeah. but, but that's, we're just really starting cool. to scratch the surface. I didn't yeah. know you guys were giving away, giving back like that. That's, uh, isn't that that's, crazy? That's, that's news to me. I like, I like that a lot. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, and in today's age, you know, companies and causes have to go hand in hand. And that's, uh, exactly. you know, especially cause that benefits the people that are uh, that desperate for money most of the yeah. time, you know, don't yeah. have uh, the resources they need. That's awesome. And online, and online giving, man, is, is, we know this, people are not carrying cash and check and, you know, but for us, we, we want to help people worship, right? We want to help people respond in that. Right. And we want to make sure that it's simple for people to do that. It's it's a delight for a donor to do it, and it's also a delight for your administrative team. Yeah. And so we spend a lot of time on both of those things. But, uh, but yeah, that that's just again part of the discipleship journey, and right. we believe that you know there's a social giving is a huge part of that, um, a part of our of our, of our yeah. platform. And it's not an obligation; it's a delight. I like that. Yeah. It, yeah. I really like how you guys look at that. Well, uh, real quick, as we wrap up here, let's uh, let's get into how we can connect through the app. So you have messaging, you also have notifications, kind of kind of stuff. Yeah. I think most of us are really familiar with notifications, ways to connect. There's also geo location notifications now, where people walk into a a little fenced area, and yep. you, have to, you have to do a little nerd gymnastics with some of your routers and things. But uh, yep, yep, you guys offer that. Yeah, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, Notifications, I always have to be careful with those, right? You don't want to yep. over-notify people of stuff. Exactly. But, um, but those work. I, I've done yep. things like, hey, students are back now, on their way back from camp. You know, yeah. everybody who has an app gets that notification. I don't have to exactly. send an email or anything like that. Yep. So um, that's really cool. So 
notifications kind of speak for themselves, but messaging yep. is a new thing. I, I want to yes. talk about messaging in this app real quick before we get out of here. Yep. Talk about mm -hmm. what is this? How does it work? And how can church use it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So, so back to the discipleship journey, right? Yes. So, so people are coming to your hub, right? And the reality is you might be a church of, let's just say, I'm just gonna throw a number out, say 4,000 people. But the reality is there's smaller tribes that make up that, that church. And yes. it's the strength of those tribes that's the strength of your church, right? Mm -hmm. You ask any pastor, it's like, okay, you got 4,000 people, 2,000 people. Okay, that's great. But, but how are your teams? Like, what's that look like? How are they connected and how are your small groups? And so when, when we decided to, to create another microservice, if you will, within our platform, we wanted to aid in that. We wanted to be able to say, okay, how do we make a big church feel small? And so one of the ways is, is by community and communication. And so the reality is, Seth, I'm, I'm more likely to text you something than I am to call you. If I need prayer, I'm yeah. going to say, hey, Seth, man, I'm, maybe we're in the same small group. I'm going to shoot you a quick text. Hey, I'm heading to a doctor's appointment. You know, just want to, you know, I'll let you know when to get out, how it goes. Yeah. I'm more likely to message that to you than I am to call you, right? Like it, love it, or indifferent. That's just, that's the reality of it. And that's how people are engaging this these days. And so- mm -hmm. How do we now translate that into your church app? What's unique about messaging is that now it's in your app, your First Baptist app or your, you know, uh, United Methodist app, whatever app, like it's in that app. And now people are able to respond with their small group. Maybe they're able to respond with their serve team. Yeah. You know, you might be serving on the coffee team and they might be like, hey, we're actually going to meet at 9 a.m. before service and you can message one another that way. So, right. yeah, there's, there's a lot of unique ways to use it but ultimately what it is is just a way to connect you know the members of your church to one another uh yeah. and bring that community aspect to it cool I, i'm trying to wrap my head around like some of the examples like how it's used so the people yeah. can create their own groups or we create groups for them yeah that's, great. My, first, that's my first question second is can they message each uh, they message each other through that and we'll right. make sure that's clear. And then yeah. third, it's, um, you know, can you, uh, it, what, what other app service maybe in our head that we know of, is it kind of like? Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's a good question. Why don't I, I want, I'll, I'll answer it backwards. I'll answer in, that in one reverse. first. So, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, in reverse. So it's kind of like Slack. If you ever use Slack, you're going to okay. have these different channels and then you have, you know, you can name the channel what you want and it's in the app and you're able to communicate in a group set. Um, you're able to, add people to that chat, you know, you're able yeah. to remove yourself from that chat if you want, uh, or mute that channel. Maybe you're in yeah. a really long chat that you don't need to get those notifications to. We all love uh, group, so, group text. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so be, being able, being able to do that, uh, you know, through, through your church app. So it's, it's, it's very similar to what you would see in like a Slack kind of setting. Okay. Um, now your, your question was how do people create groups? So we, we wanted to make sure that the security and privacy of this thing was at utmost important for us. So um, basically only administrators and channel creators are able to create different okay. groups. Uh, now they can create that right from their phone. They don't need to log in and open up their laptop. You know, your, your yeah. small group director can create a group right in the church lobby if you needed to. Okay. Now, once somebody is invited into the group, so let's say your small group director invites me to his, to his group. Um, I now have the ability to invite my friends and others to that group. Okay. So chatters are able to invite others, but chatters can't create their own group. And that's you, really a security thing. Yeah. Do you, do you know what this sounds like to me? I'm just, cause this is, I'm trying to connect to a familiar uh, thing in my head. Yeah. Uh, that's yep. just how I learn. Um, 
to me, this sounds like admins and moderators creating Facebook groups that are attached to your church page. Yep. And it's, it's kind of like in your app, you're doing that. You're creating yeah. your own like network of quote Facebook groups exactly. that you would normally have. Like here's our small group. Here's our, our campus group. And yeah. then here is our, um, our home group group. Right. And here it's, so exactly. don't, don't use group me for that anymore. You can use that in your app and exactly. talk to each other that way. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know it worked that way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really neat. It's just probably one of my, I'm really excited about it. I think, it's been really fun. And, yeah. and some churches have been really creative with how they're using it. Uh, I, had, I spoke to one church. They're using it for uh, their growth track. So like their membership assimilation process. Yeah. So what they do is at the end, so they do a, they do a growth track every month. And at the end of it, they'll say, Hey, we're actually going to put everybody in one group chat where we're going to have some of our pastors in here. And if you have any questions throughout the week about how to get connected, I'm sure you don't have all the questions right now that you might have, yeah. but you will later, you know, our pastors will be on here to help you and direct you to the right the right okay. direction. And so let's connecting say, a direct line. Yeah. Let's, let's say I'm in that group with like yeah. 20 other people and yeah. I have a question, but I don't really want to ask it in the big group. Can I yeah. select someone from that group and send them a direct message? Yeah. Okay. So if you're an at, well, no. So if you're an admin or a channel creator, you can set up a one-on-one. Okay. So that you would have your pastor, or your director make that, make that decision and say, Hey, I'll, I'll message you separately. And they'll okay. be able to do that. Um, Okay. You know, but again, because only admins and channel creators can create a channel, okay. um, they can only create the one-on-one so the, currently. So can the members then chat one-on-one or message one-on-one to each other either? So cur- currently right now, that's not an option. Okay. Um, so so but, this is but, really straight up a groups kind straight of. Straight up group. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. And it's definitely not a notification thing because I think some of us might have the impression that this is another way for us to message the people. And get no, this is not. Yeah, this is not a mass communication tool. Right. This is That's like I said, notifications. Back. Exactly. Right. Yep. So this is yep. a community building messaging platform. Exactly. Yep. Got it. Okay. How that does, makes a lot how, of sense. How does Seth and Manny communicate back and forth? Because right now, if you send me a notification, great, I get it. But I can either do the action that you asked me, but there's no communicate communication right. there. It's not too. But way. now, yeah. But now, if you if you send me a message, I get a notification on my phone saying, "Hey, Seth sent you a message." We're able to go back and forth and be able to communicate great okay yeah. awesome man that sounds, yeah. that sounds really cool um, yeah, we're excited about it well anything else about um apps you guys can connect with us i know that we can uh, manny is there a place that people can connect with you that maybe send you a message or you know maybe twitter or something like that or any yeah place? yeah yeah you can find me on linkedin i'm on linkedin um okay. you know if you if you want any information on on subsplash man subsplash.com and be able to get to hear more about what we're doing and check a look at some of the testimonials of how we're serving some of the churches um and how we're helping them um but yeah i mean i, I would say that would be the, the easiest way to get a hold of me okay well man thank you so much for coming and talking about this stuff this is really helpful and i, I I know we all have questions about this because I see those questions in Facebook groups a lot. And, and it's just like, there's only a couple of people that really respond and uh, just want to get more of the story here on what's going on with apps and what's going on with you guys in particular. Um, so thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you for having me, Seth. And I love what you're, what you're doing to help, help churches. And I think really to encourage people out there, it's like, we're trying to figure this thing out, right? We're all trying to right. figure it out. You know, God has given us the ability to, to meet his people, to serve his people. Technology is a part of that and we should embrace it. We should be curious uh, and really try things out and, and see how we can help people grow in their relationship with God. And I think that's, 
that's what's really encouraging to see what you're doing and the other podcasts you've, you're, you're, you've been able to host. So it's, it's really fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. I, again, just great to have you. Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate you listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. And I hope that you will give us a like, rating, review, et cetera, in the iTunes store. And we'll be back here again very soon. See ya.